Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. The unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know, they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day. And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. And today I have someone on the line that we've already had about a two-hour conversation before we even got on the phone. So <laughs> this person is not really a stranger at this point. And he is a Brit. Hey, Peter, are you on the phone? Hey, Heather, how you doing? Yes, I'm here, loud and clear. You don't have that, like, order, like the, the British accent order. as much. You could, yes. you could probably turn it on, can you? Yes, I probably could. But, I mean, my accent, I think, is a little softer. Yeah. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more London. A little less posh than. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not an Etonian like the uh, the others. So oh I didn't go wow! To I'm English. Look at you. I'm English. Yeah. <laughs> England. I'm just a better. No, I'm just kidding. You guys crack me up. I love I, every time I talk to a, a, a Brit. I always talk about the order. Anyone who's a liberalism or podcast talking about the order because I think it, <laughs> I think it cracks me up. So let me get into this real quick. And of uh-huh. course, you're a beer loving Brit who loves valuable advertising that builds million dollar businesses. And yes. if you had to coin what you do, you call it progress marketing, which we're going to get into later. And every single piece of sales material that you put out helps a prospect to make some kind of progress towards their goal. And other than that, you spend your time in a small English city called Canterbury. Right? Canterbury, yes. Did I say very, that right? Very correct. Oh, better than most British people. So <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So welcome to the call. So this is Peter, and he's of CalmMarketing.com. Keep CalmMarketing.com. So let's That's talk it. about this. Um, I was referred to you by Marlon Sanders. And if anyone um, who's been around longer than three years in this business knows Marlon Sanders, he's been around forever. He's amazing. And him and I connected. And all he said was, oh, you got to talk to this dude. He's so smart. And that's it. Right. So I was like, OK, here we are. And you are. You're really smart. You're a small lad, as they say. And I want to kind of get into what you do, because you have a specific kind of uh Thing going on. It's not what I call a normal business model. Mm-hmm. Right. So I kind of want to get What do you do now? Like, let's get a picture of what you do now. So what I do now basically is I have a bunch of business partners and they give me a percentage of their sales and I go ahead and I do the marketing for them. And then they, you know, send me a nice check every month uh, for increasing their sales. And then I'm also doing sort of one-to-one consulting uh, for people that want to get into that kind of 100000 to $150,000 a month sales bracket. 
So that's pretty much what I'm doing now in, you know, very condensed. Condensed, yeah, that's a condensed. Yeah. We're going to go deeper. So yeah. let's talk about exactly <laughs> what that marketing is because marketing right now online is broad, okay? Mm. You do a specific kind. You do like yes. the advertising. So let's talk more about that. And the reason why I was so enthralled with you is mm-hmm. that you didn't get on the phone and go, oh, I do Facebook advertising, you know? Um, <laughs> you're like, I do Twitter. And I was like, you do Twitter? And it works? I mean, I was very fascinated by that because I have this like, it doesn't work over there mm-hmm. conversation. So let's talk about what kind of advertising or quote unquote marketing you do for your partners. Basically, I really, really like paid advertising, you know, and, and Twitter is a good platform. I do use other platforms as well. Uh, but I just love having control over how many customers we can get and how fast we can get them. That's really my aim when it comes to paid advertising. Uh, some of the other forms of getting traffic, I don't feel I have as much control over like SEO or affiliates. Um, and I've never really been able to grab a hold of them. And so effectively, if I'm able to take a dollar and turn it into $3 through paid advertising, you can scale that up to a million dollar business uh, fairly quickly. And so that's my entire aim with this. And the way that I do that is simply by kind of drawing a line. If you were to, to envisage a line and I ask, okay, so where are the prospects right now? And where does the business want to take them? How does this business want to help them? What do they look like at the end? Like once they've bought the product or once they've consumed that content, where are they? Like what kind of progress have they made? And then I simply list the steps that they need to take in order to get there. And the marketing needs to take them from where they are right now in a very linear fashion to where they want to be or where we can take them. And so that's the entire idea behind progress marketing. And so uh, we've kind of find, I don't know if you can remember when you were a kid, when you, uh, you pass your driver's test and you're finally able to drive a car and you have that freedom or when uh, you graduated high school or university or if you maybe, I don't know, climb Mount Kilimanjaro, you always feel really, really amazing. It's, you're always the happiest when you're making progress in life. And so my idea is to create that kind of value for people in the marketing to help them to create progress, help them to climb that mountain and really feel like they've achieved something just by consuming the marketing material themselves. And then uh, that builds a ton of authority and a lot of affinity with, uh, with the prospect. And it makes it so much easier to close the sale. That's why you call it progress marketing. Yes. Uh, yes. Ta-da. I'm smart. I'm a smarter. <laughs> You know, because I want to go down further than that. That's really interesting. I've never had it explained that particular way. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in my world, I would say it's something like, you know, going from prospect, suspect to consumer. But you're you're taking to a different kind of level and making it like a process from the moment they see the ad to the purchase. Is that what you're discussing, that particular model? Yeah. Down that or is there more to it? Well, there is more to it, actually. So. Basically, uh, usually you have... Teach us um, like we're kindergartners. Come on. All right. Okay, absolutely. So the first thing that you have that attracts people to your shop, let's pretend we have uh, an offline shop, they're selling shoes. And it's almost exactly the same with an online business. And the buying process is the same. Where someone is curious, so they kind of walk into your shop. And with online marketing, it'll be someone gets curious, so they click on your ad. So that's the first thing you need to be able to do is to induce that curiosity for someone to come into your shop or to go to your website. And that's the first part of it. The second part is the introduction. Like, how do you introduce someone 
to your business. And how you do that really, really matters. So if I was to walk into the shoe shop, someone goes, hey, dude, you got to buy this shoe right now. The shoe that's right in front of you. And it doesn't really treat you with respect. You're not going to feel too great. And it's the same with online advertising. So if I send someone to my website and I just say, hey, buy this right now, buy now, buy now, buy now, you could possibly do it with really, really persuasive copy. But hey, you know, not all of us are John Carlton. And, you know, we can't pay 150 grand to, uh, to hire him in order to persuade people in that way. And so what you, how you introduce into your business really matters. So sending someone to a piece of value or to a piece of content. Uh, is a way to introduce them to your business that isn't as intrusive. That's like, hey, you know, have a little browse. Here is how I'm going to help you in the next 30 minutes, however long it takes you to read this blog article. Um, and then that's the second part. That's the introduction, how you introduce it to the business. Now, the third part is the authority you build during that process. Because someone has to believe that you are an authority in that space uh, before they actually believe that you can help them. Like, why, why would I ask you to help me if I don't believe that you can do it yourself or I don't believe that you are an authority in this particular thing that you talk about? Now, a lot of people kind of forget to build that authority or they don't quite know how to build that authority within that first contact, uh, contact when someone comes to their website. And I call that kind of the authority gap. Like there's this huge gap between where we are usually as entrepreneurs, especially in the online space, and where we need to be in order to make sales. So we have all these gurus, we have all these marketing authorities, these yeah. authors and stuff, and they're out there. They are like just yeah. Let me. I want to talk about that for a second. The authority mm. gap, because you and I had a, a very long conversation about the authority yes. gap. And someone who's, I've been around since 2001. That's old. I feel like I'm old. <laughs> um, you know, that's a huge piece. It's like the people that started in 2003 and four that, you know, said, Hey, I'm an online marketer. They're still around, still saying that they have this massive authority, you know, mm. and there's this huge gap between the people that are saying, Oh, I'm an authority in online marketing or I'm an authority in life coaching, whatever it is. And mm. the people that start today. So like, it seems overwhelming because it seems like people are so far ahead of you. So how, yeah. so what you're saying is you help the part of the process marketing is you help the bridge that gap. How do you do that exactly? Cause it is a daunting piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. People hit the wall and they're like, forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a really, really difficult part or it seems difficult. Yeah. It does. Um, until, until you kind of know the steps on, on how to do it, because the whole reason why this started is because I wanted to start a financial newsletter with my friend and now business partner. And we had no testimonials, no social proof, no results, no nothing, you know, and it's a very regulated industry and you're only allowed to say certain things. And so we had to build him up as this authority uh, and actually get sales without any of those things to help us. Now, it's a lot different now. And we've been able to build that business from 15,000 a month to 150,000 a month in just 20 weeks because we're able to close that gap. Now, the way that you close the gap is by using the progress marketing, is by taking someone from where they are right now to where they want to be in that linear fashion. And that's true value. And only by giving someone true value can you build yourself up as an authority. Now, a lot of people are pushing value out there, just like value without a cause almost. You know, Yeah, no, that's good. Like, the thing that drives me crazy is the quick content, 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 content. Oh, um, yeah. Like, stop. That's not value. So content is not 
value and something no. I, I want to insert here. And I, I'm listening to you because and I'm like mirroring it up against when I used to travel the country doing seminars. And I would we'd fly into a city, whatever city that was, Chicago, New York, whatever. And we'd literally drop in and we walk into a hotel room at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. We did we did uh, six presentations over a period of week. And we had about 100 people, maybe 50 people would show up every single session. And we had 90 minutes, right? We had 90 minutes to literally go from a stranger to give us $3,000, you know? And we had to have that progress marketing conversation pretty fast. Authority, yeah. value, and we could we we gave them value. We didn't give them content. Because if we gave them content, they would be probably overwhelmed or 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 what my speaker used to say, don't give them content because when they give them content, they feel full. It's like eating. Like I mm-hmm. feel full. Thank you very much. I'm satisfied. I can yeah. leave now and not give you any money. You want them to leave feeling hungry and them giving you money for to satisfy the hunger, not you gave them so much content. They're satisfied. And they walk away and thank you for the brochure. You know, yeah. I think that's what you're saying. I'm just trying to say it another way. It was like mm-hmm. adding value and the value creates the hunger and the desire to then have the exchange. Right. Yes. Am I in that? Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, you 100 percent spot on there because uh, a lot of people are pushing out so much content. They're tweeting themselves to death. They're Facebooking themselves to death. They are blogging every single day and they're pushing out these huge uh, pieces of content and like 10,000 words a month coming out of their website, just spewing out. And that's all great, but but real value is progress, is when you help someone make progress. And then in order to sell your piece, you say, right, here is the next step. The next step is, you know, give me your name and email address and I'll send you this other piece of value. So I've already given you some progress in the article that you've read from me, and I want to give you another piece of value that's going to help you on the very next step. So it's not, it's, it, it has to be congruent, so it's not just scattered all over the place like people do with their content marketing. Now, you wouldn't believe this, but I wrote one article in September, and I am still advertising that 10 months later. So that one piece of content has been responsible for over $350,000 worth of sales. And I've probably only created two original pieces of content throughout that whole process in order to push people through. So, you know, need to blog two or three times a week, that's not really true if you have a piece of content or have real value and help people to make that progress. Yeah, I think it's a different kind of model. I mean, I think right now a lot of people see, I would call it the newspaper model for just a second, where they're just mm. pushing out so much content. Huffington Post is content, 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 and then they bring people back and then there's advertising. That's one particular model, and I get it. Um, mm. I don't like that model. Personally, I, I, I don't, God, it just doesn't seem scalable. It seems really heavy, like a heavy model. Yeah. It's not streamlined, you know, um, but for your model, I like that. It's like creating a value piece. That's a little more, would you say, evergreen? Yes. A little more evergreen that can last six months, you know, that yeah. can last seven months where you're pushing the content so that no matter when someone sees it, it's still a value um, mm-hmm. versus what I call timely content, right? Which is based on the now, 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 now. Absolutely, um, and I, I find that I, here. And I'll I'll share someone something that maybe get people tie into. One of the reasons I got out of the real estate when I used to I used to teach people how to buy and sell real estate and all that kind of good stuff. The re, one of the reasons I got out of that market is because I didn't like. Um, it was more of an annoyance in the marketing space that mm. the the way people marketed 
wasn't value. It was buying and selling houses here in America. The process hasn't changed in 20 years. I mean, there's not much change. The change is like uh, what's happening with the legalities of stuff, like do, new things mm. pass, the tax stuff passes, new changes in the laws pass, right? Or the interest rate goes up and down, right? So they use those things as like, the way why to buy like they just say slow go 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 now 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 or this new law go go it's very like you have to do it now or you'll never have the opportunity again because the interest rate is 5.2 or whatever Mm. and i felt like it wasn't adding value because it created so much scarcity and fear in the marketplace much less here's how you build a business and add value to the process so what you're telling me is that even with the financial market, you're able to create the value and create us create some kind of blog post. You probably probably do a webinar as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's evergreen. And then you can market that. So so in the process. So here you are. Where are we in the marketing process right now? We're we still in the adding value. Are we in the transaction yet? Yeah. So uh, going back to what we were talking about before yeah. with the um, curiosity, generating curiosity, getting someone to walk into your shop and then uh, the introduction to your business and then building the authority. Now, after you've built the authority, you can then go ahead and attempt to make the sale. Now, what I'm doing in the business model that I have now, which is my most successful business model, it's, it's, it's scaled up. Uh, like, you know, no other business that I've had before. And uh, it's now doing, you know, multiple millions of dollars a year. And what we did there is we just got them to we generate a lead. We generate two types of lead from the blog post. And the one is uh, a lead magnet and uh, the other one is a free trial. So we get people to sign up to a 14-day free trial uh, without needing a credit card just to add to that value. And this is quite simple because it's a financial newsletter. You send an email once a day. And so it's not particularly sort of you know, it's, 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 it's infinitely scalable. You have an email list and you just send, you send an email out. And so what we did there is we wanted to create the next step, which is them experiencing the product in order to actually come on board. And then we send them a series of emails and then we get them to apply to become a permanent member and join hundreds and hundreds and thousands of others. So that's how that's done. Just kind of keep pulling them through, keep helping them to make progress. Now, during that time, you're right, we do have a webinar as well, which we stick in there just to give us a little sales bump every single two weeks or three weeks. We either do a live webinar and then we turn that into an evergreen webinar that we can then run for for two to three months. Now, the reason why the evergreen webinar doesn't run for longer than that is because it's the financial markets and there is unending change in there. So right. you do have you to update that. it with things. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can't say, oh, the US economy is doing good now. And in three months time, it was in recession. Say the same thing. <laughs> are you doing right? Are you redoing things for the BritX situation? Oh, what? The Brexit? Is that right? I said it wrong. Yes. I'm no, that's all right. Wrong. No worries. It's BritX. See, I call it the BritX. Is it BritX? The BritX. Yes. <laughs> the British yeah. exit. <laughs> the British exit. Yeah. So yeah, are y'all so- redoing stuff for that? Yeah, so we're actually going to be doing one today um, because that just completely fundamentally changed the market. So you can't, you can't, you know, give examples from three months ago because it's not really going to be pertinent to what's happening now. Right. So, so that's an example of kind of you know how how we did that. But it's it's a rather complicated model that you can actually do something much much simpler. Yeah, let's talk simple. Yeah. And, and I want to I want to bring this up because I think um people who get into the online marketing board business they make it complicated. 
Mm. And um, I have a recent client that one of the things when we first started working together, I was like, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Stop hiring all these people. You know what I mean? (laughs) You need to keep things streamlined, especially the first, I say, 18, 19 months of the business. Mm. You don't need to have a team of 10, you know, or a team of five. It can, uh, with the right team, you can have, you know, right now, two, two or three. I don't know how, how big your team is right now with you and your partner. Probably just you and your partner, maybe one other person, maybe two other people. Sidebar. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you need to have a big team. So let's talk streamline and simplicity. Yeah. So the reason why that was complicated, I have to keep relearning this lesson of simplicity. And I think I think we all do from time to time. Right. Um, but the reason why it's so complicated, just because it's grown over over a period of 10 months now, and we keep adding little bits to the same funnel. And so now when you look at it, you go, look at this mon- monstrous th- thing. But to start with, it was very, very simple. Now, I'll give you an example of another business that I own a stake in, which is a local marketing agency that serves uh, services lawyers to help them get uh, clients through Google PPC marketing. And that is a really, really simple business model. Basically, you have Facebook advertising to lawyers, send them to a blog post, boom, generate the application in order to get them on the phone. And that is it. Really, really simple. The entire business runs off $50 a day in Facebook ad spend, whereas this other one I've been talking about is doing $1,500 a day in, uh, in Twitter ad spend. Um, so that's just a really, really simple business model, and it just runs like clockwork. That business is going to be doing over half a million dollars a year this year, uh, just from $50 a day uh, in advertising and creating a new piece of content maybe once every eight months. Okay, so really simple, right? Facebook mm-hmm. ad to a blog post yes. to application. Yes. And application's free. Fill an uh-huh. application, someone calls you, or like consultation happens and then moves them into business to sale. So what for that particular model, I'm, I'm going to guess here, but that particular model, what is um, an average customer purchase? Like $2,000 up front setup fee minimum. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's about $5,000 for the highest package. And then they have to pay uh, 1200 bucks a month um, and then 20% of ad spend above that. So it's quite a high ticket item that like you're looking at about fifteen to twenty thousand uh, dollars that you're going to make off a person minimum uh, per year. And okay, and for fifty dollars, I mean that's so yes. if one person comes mm-hmm. through. Let's just even say it in a month, you are still break. You're still making money. Oh yeah, no, of course, yeah. And we're getting right. we're getting about two two new leads coming in every single day. Uh, slows slows down a little bit over the weekend, but. Yeah, generally about two leads a day. Okay, so and I, I love that. Thank you for that. I want to ask you another question about the simplicity. We talked uh, um, offline earlier about consulting. You said, hey, I wanted some consulting gigs, so I mm-hmm. did this little thing, and then I got some, and I turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Like a little spout, like a little spout on, a little spout off. Yeah. So t- can you tell us about that particular one? Because I think people with consulting go, oh, what's that? You know? Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, I decided that I wanted to do some one to one consulting because um, I wanted to, you know, I, I like teaching people. I like getting getting the stuff that's in my head and the case studies that I'm using in the business that I'm growing. I like showing other people how to do that and I get satisfaction from it. So I thought to myself, hey, why don't I go ahead, do some one to one consulting? I see a lot of other people are doing it. So I looked at their business models, basically ignored it and decided to do my own thing. And <laughs> Wait, hold I, um, on, I love that. I did the business model. I told him that's ridiculous, and then did my own thing. Talk like yeah, a I, I, <laughs> I thought because the thing is, I never, 
Uh, we'll, we'll, talk about, like we'll, we'll talk about gurus and stuff in a minute, but I, yeah. I never tend to follow them anymore. I used to follow them a lot, but I, I usually I, I look at what they're doing and I go, mm, I don't know if that's going to work for me because I, I'm really aware of the authority gap. So what I did was I wrote an article, which was basically an article how I grew my business from 15,000 a month to 150,000 a month in 20 weeks. And, you know, we did it with the, with the really small marketing budget to start with. We only started with a $500 traffic budget in the beginning. And I basically just take them through the step. I say, right, step one, you need to do this. Step two, you need to do this. Step three, you need to do that. And I go through eight steps. And then the last step, I say, hey, so now we can actually implement this together, me and you, with me by your side. Uh, click here and uh, fill out this form. And then there's a bit of copy on that page, which basically says, hey, I'm going to create a buying frenzy for your product for free. I'm going to give you a blueprint. And people hop on the phone with me and I say, right, here are the next four things that you need to do in your business. Uh, should we do them together? And then they go, yeah. And then I go, great, you know, sign here. And that's basically it. And I do have an evergreen webinar, but out of the 22 applications I got in the you know, when I decided to switch on this, um, this campaign, I probably only four actually came from the webinar itself. And the vast majority just came straight from the uh, straight from the article. And those are actually coincidentally, the ones I closed. So let's uh, talk marketing map for a second. Let's walk us <laughs> through. So did you go Facebook, Twitter, or other uh, paid source? So for the consulting, I went yeah, to Facebook and Twitter. Okay, great. And I'm going to ask you more about Twitter because I think Twitter mm. people nowadays have this like, what? Um, <laughs> so you did Facebook, Twitter, mm. and then they you sent them direct from Facebook to Facebook page or direct from Facebook to uh, out external article? Uh, just an external article okay. on my blog. On your yeah. blog. Okay, great. Did you do any retargeting with them or no? Yes, I retargeted them with a lead magnet. Interesting. Okay. So I decided, right, if you're not, if you don't want to... Um, you know, if, if you don't want to commit now, no worries. Here's a lead magnet. Give me your information. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll communicate via email. Got it. Yeah, I love retargeting. I think it's just so fun. Mm. It's really a, um, a part that's missing. You're helping me right now creating retargeting ad roll. So there you go. Yes. I yeah. Ad roll is fantastic because you just do everything from, from one platform. They didn't used to be this good. Uh, I used to use Perfect Audience, but I've kind of gone back to ad roll now and, uh, uh, and using them. I'm just now learning them. You know, I, I, was on, I was on chat last night with them. Like, how do I do this? Because uh, I've been doing retargeting with Facebook. Okay, so then you take them to the article, take them to the consult, hop on the phone, close the sale. Yes. Um, okay, but now quick question. S same, same question. So from Facebook, uh, let's talk about the webinar route. I think people, some people yes. think, so what's the webinar route? Walk me through it. So the webinar round is really simple, right? So throughout the article, I have I have my call to action at the end, which says, hey, hop on a call with me, click on this link. But in the middle of the article, right, kind of hidden. And I wanted to do it this way because I thought people that are really reading through this and want to see an example of something can then go to the webinar, which is then basically a demonstration of how everything works with tons of screenshots and showing them ads and showing them paid traffic and how the whole system works and how to really create a piece of uh, content that provides value. And, you know, my, my entire advertising model, basically. Um, so the webinar is just a little link in the middle of the article that gets the people that are highly, highly motivated to go and watch it. And then the webinar simply does the same thing, takes them from where they are right now to where they want to be, but in a lot more detail 
and uh, you know about two hours of me sitting there just you know spewing my guts and everything in my head on on a PowerPoint slide basically. <laughs> I bet that's awesome. So people are probably listening. Where do I find this? Will you share the? It's keepcalmmarketing.com, right? Yes, Black absolutely. Market. Yeah, so, keepcalmmarketing.com, and you can go to the article which basically says how I grew my business from fifteen thousand dollars to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And uh, click on that, and you're going to have to read it in order to find that little link. I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> you must read it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get to just yes. work. Okay, so this is great. Thank you so much for that, flaw. I know there's some people writing that down. I know I am right now. Um, so let's talk about Twitter for a second. So that always yeah. intrigued me. And again, um, mainly, I, I guess it's because, let me say it this way. I've been listening to gurus. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I should have that T-shirt. I've been listening to gurus. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, like, poor me. I'm an alcoholic. No, I've been listening to gurus. That's my problem. Um, <laughs> so tell us about that, because I've been hearing that Twitter isn't good. Da, 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 da. But you're telling me they're way more open. Now, one of the reasons why we got the phone is because um, you're in the financial market, so you understand the restrictions Facebook has. Mm. I'm in this weight loss, yes. which Facebook hates, and the dating business, which they hate. Mm-hmm. And anything, I mean, I got to a point, I shared this already, but I got to a point where, because uh, I kept getting my, my ads denied. I mean, everything. To a point where I kind of like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm not even going to make my ad anything crazy. All I'm going to do is make the entire image just the logo and put nothing on it. Kind of like a test. Mm-hmm. And it got, the logo, the logo got denied. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, so it's, uh I finally got a hold of somebody who got a hold of somebody who got a hold of somebody. And they just basically said, anything that makes people feel not good, they don't want. I'm like, really? You know, so I guess I'm making money and feeling skinny and Mm -hmm. having a relationship uh, they don't want. (laughs) So so I got a phone with you. I'm like, help me. Because, you know, how do we, you suggested, hey, why don't you try Twitter? So talk about Twitter right now. Are they more open? Are they, because, uh, you know, as you know, Facebook, you never get a hold of anybody over there. They're like yeah. the, the, the mafia. So tell us about Twitter. Like, what's going on over there? How's it easy to work with and, and, and how they work? Do they do retargeting? Stuff like that. Pixels, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, Twitter basically do everything that Facebook does. Everything from custom audiences, which they call tailored audiences, to conversion tracking, to optimizing for conversion. Everything that you can think of to do with Facebook, you can do on Twitter. Now, the reason why people don't like Twitter is because it's it's a much, much smaller market and the traffic's a little bit more expensive. And so Facebook is literally five times as big. However, Twitter are just really hands-on. I mean, those guys, uh, I mean, I'm going to give you two big advantages to going with Twitter. The first thing is that they are just so reasonable. I mean, if you have a dating product and you're going out there, you're really providing value to people and you're actually helping them and you're not making any outrageous claims, but you're providing value and helping people make progress, they will approve your ad almost every single time. Like I can pick up the phone right now and I can call my person on Twitter and say to her, right, I want to run this ad. Can you just pop this over to compliance and get it pre-approved so that I don't have to go through the headache of, you know, getting an account banned or anything like that? And she's like, yeah, no problem. They send it off. They come back and they say, right, make these three changes and then job done. You know, you could never get that from Facebook. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. 
I had an account banned. I've had three accounts banned on Facebook. And I'm thinking that, you know, I followed all the policies. Like, what is, what is going on here? And, uh, they just, they just say, no, you just violated the policies. That's it. The account's done. You need to, you know, you basically need to create a new account and just never advertise for that business on there ever again. Um, and I could never really understand it. I said to them, listen, I would, I'm willing to make any changes that I have to. I don't mind, uh, my marketing being super ethical. In fact, all of it is, you know, I have massive disclaimers within articles about, income or any kind of claim that we make we you know we put big disclaimers in there saying hey you know this doesn't necessarily mean you'd be able to achieve the same result and all that kind of stuff that they that that these ad networks want and they just they just didn't care but twitter are like yeah listen just do these three things make these small cheeks (laughs) cheeks and tweaks uh change these words um, and your ad is good to go. And then I can run it and boom, I can spend fifteen to fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a day and really, really scale my campaign. That's really powerful because uh, if anyone is listening, ever tried Facebook ad, they understand the frustration of getting something banned and they don't know why. You know, yeah. and I think uh, I mean, I understand Facebook's huge and they're getting bigger and I acknowledge that. But it's like we call it the Facebook leprechaun, you know. Um, and there's a friend of us, ours here in, uh, Austin, Kurt Malley, and he, I think he posted one time, he's like, I have, I've touched the Facebook leprechaun. Like, if someone actually works in the advertising <laughs> in Facebook, they're like, da da, you know, um, and, Sitting with a pot of gold. <laughs> yeah, it's like, pot of gold. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, he still had challenges, and I think right now, I think right now his, his account is shut down. It's interesting how much our, life is revolved around Facebook um, mm. because I invited him to a birthday party and my birthday party and he didn't show like he didn't show up it was via Facebook and I see him at a party and I'm like why don't you show my party he's like I, I don't have a Facebook account like it's been shut down oh, and I'm wow. like oh he's like yeah so I he's like my whole world like you have no idea how many events and uh, all this stuff I like I'm like out of touch because (laughs) I can't like I can't see anything I was like okay he's like you gotta text me I'm like oh okay I gotta go old school with you he's like yes you gotta go old school with me so um, anyway let's go back to that so step one with Twitter step two so uh, the second the second point of that go ahead yeah so the second point of that is the strategy you can use to get traffic if you're in a small niche yeah. uh, with Twitter is absolutely phenomenal. It far surpasses Facebook can you in do local, any way. Like like ten miles around a particular address, or do you have? To oh yes, of course, yes. But okay. I'm talking I'm talking slightly different. I'm talking like sure. kind of like interest interest targeting. But yes, you can do local. You can say, hey, you know, ten miles within the zip code, um, and that kind of stuff. Just very, you know, very, very. You can do that, and then you can also do retargeting. Yeah, good solid platform for retargeting uh, as well. So and it t- works really well if you send Twitter traffic and then retarget on Twitter. If you send traffic from somewhere else and then retarget them on Twitter, only about ten percent of those people are gonna, you know, gonna see it on there. So you're saying, wait, wait, do which which way? Send them from Twitter it, to somebody else somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So Twitter retargeting works the best with Twitter traffic. Uh-huh. Like if you're driving Twitter traffic, then retarget with Twitter. Otherwise, you're probably not going to see such a great result and because the volume is just not going to be there. Got it. So you're talking about interest. I, I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Mm. So t- No, no, no. That's okay. No worries. So one of, the, one of the ways that I usually find my audience and mm-hmm. one of the things that I do is I use a website called What Runs Where. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but in, in sort of the pay traffic circles, you're a very famous place where you can look at 
uh, other advertisers' banners, where they get their traffic from, where they advertise, how long they've advertised there, what their landing pages are and everything. And so, for example, in the financial niche, what I did was is I looked at other financial providers and I looked at which websites they were uh, targeting um, which websites they were advertising on. And so I took those websites and went after their Twitter followers. So I, so I said to myself, right, instead of advertising on those websites directly, I'm going to get the top 2% of their users that are actually engaged and following them on Twitter. So, for example, stuff like stockpicker.com um, is a website where people look at financial stuff and then they tweet things and people get really excited about the you know direction of stocks and things. You know, I'm not much of a financial guy myself. I'm just a, the marketing dude. Uh, basically, so what you can do is you can then target really, really small niches. You can target someone with just 2,000 followers. You can just target their 2,000 followers. Or you can just target 10,000 followers from someone. On Facebook, you can't do that. Someone needs to have a huge following before you can actually go after their audience. So you can literally target a specific competitor uh, who maybe only has a thousand followers or so, maybe even 500 followers. And you can literally just flood his followers with your ads. And you're not able to do that on Facebook. So that's the second big advantage is that you can start small and target small number of little niches that might, it might not be a big market, but it might give you a lot of income. You know, like I think, uh, Perry Belcher once used the example of, I, don't, I think someone buying like cat shoes or something, you know. Um, that's probably a bad example, but some 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 real narrow niche. You can Did you go say after. cat shoes? I'm sorry. Yeah, I said cat shoes. I don't. You do know, we have? <laughs> well, I, I'd say it's probably a niche out there. No, we do. We do have. I laugh. I'm laughing at a funny, but we do have. Uh, my boyfriend was asking to get uh, dog shoes because it gets mm. really hot here. You know, in like Vegas, it gets really hot, right. and the 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 as- asphalt's really hot. So when they put their paws, they get burnt. Right, so yeah. having shoes that they don't get anyway. Actually, that's probably a good market. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of cat shoes though. That's <laughs> yeah, a new one. but you know, hey, cats need them too. Sorry, go ahead. That's, I digress. That's it, yeah. I digress. I love yeah, no. so I, I digress. Go ahead. No problem. No problem. So on Facebook, you got to go after an audience that's big. You know, if if you want to target, let's say you're in the marketing space and you want to target one of the big hitters like Jeff Walker or Ryan Dice. You know, you're gonna go. You can go after their audiences, but if you want to target someone smaller, because I can't think of anyone right now, you can't do that. But on Twitter, you can. You can target literally every single person. So what you're saying, Twitter isn't as big as Facebook, so they're really nice. <laughs> yes, very <laughs> nice, nice to you. So yeah. you could go that deep on interest. I love that. By the way, I'm in sitting. I'm silent because I'm writing. So what ones where you go after their Twitter followers and then you basically target to them. Now, what did you mean by you can't do that? Facebook? I thought you could like I can go and say I want to target to anyone who likes digital marketer. Yeah, no, can you not do you that can. on Facebook. Or what, what was that difference? No, no, you can do that on Facebook, but only if their audience is massive. So if I'm a local dentist, That's and right. I want to right. target the followers of my next door neighbor dentist i can't do that because that guy only has 800 likes uh but on twitter i can target his 800 followers that's for sure interesting so you can go after that wow that's pretty hot okay yeah it's really great and the other point you know the other part is you can target hashtags so when someone puts like you know hashtag social media marketing you can just pop up and say hey (laughs) download these social media marketing headlines or you know whatever it is you offer in the marketing space so how fast are they, um, are the ads on Twitter, meaning, like, like, if you get something live, does it go right away? 
uh, does it become intuitive? Are there pixels? I know on Facebook that's a big thing. It's like, um, as someone said to me once, you got to train the pixel. Mm-hmm. Is the same thing with Twitter? Is, it, is there the same kind of concept there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I have my, uh, you have what they call the universal tag, which is the same as the um, pixel. Custom or, yeah, the pixel, the Facebook pixel. The visual, okay. Yeah, so they have the universal tag. So it's the same thing. You just put it on every single page on your website. So in WordPress, I just stick it in the header. Um, or actually stick it before the body copy. But then you just tell Twitter and say, hey, right, this is the conversion page. Like, this is the thank you page. That's what I want you to, to optimize for. And then they go ahead and they optimize for it and they learn over time. The exact same thing as Facebook. That's pretty powerful. And so is this the main thing you focus on is Twitter and Facebook? You said, do you, you do, do you use AdRoll? Do you go into a particular other area there or is it mainly just Twitter? Because this is pretty interesting. So, no. So we, like you would see some of our ads on, uh, you know, in the New York Times, you'd see banner ads on all sorts of authority blogs. And this is the kind of third thing that makes Twitter kind of stand out. But Facebook does have that kind of feature. But I think the Twitter one is a little bit more powerful. So okay. on on Facebook, you have the Facebook platform, or they say you can target on the Facebook platform on other websites. And you have the same thing on Twitter, but it's a little more powerful. So what you do is you can upload banner ads to your Twitter account. And this is this is if you have an account that's, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of maxing out your Twitter spend. So, okay. uh, you know, you, you probably have to spend quite a bit in order to do that. You have to probably go to the 1500 2000 maybe 3000 a day range uh, in order to get there but once you get there you can upload banners and you can target that specific twitter audience on other websites so if someone goes from twitter or someone's logged into their twitter account and then they go to the new york times to read an article well guess what they're going to see my banner there because twitter has connected those two um oh, wow. in order to show that ad yeah that's hot yes yeah it's um that actually has a slightly lower roi uh, that I found than actually advertising inside of Twitter. Uh, but it still works really well. And if you want to scale a campaign, uh-huh. uh, that's, the, that's the way to do it. So you talked about that Twitter is more expensive than Facebook. Can you give us some kind of relativity there? When I first switched over from Facebook to Twitter, I was getting about $3.50 per lead from Facebook. And when I went to Twitter, it was like five fifty a lead for this particular business. Now, this one you know, makes $45 for every email address it gets. So it's really, really profitable. So we can, you know, when you scale really, really high, when you start getting hundreds of thousands of visitors a month in paid advertising, the cost per lead generally goes up. It's just how it works. And so, you know, now we're paying between 15 and 20 bucks a lead, uh, which is fine. But when we first started out, the difference between Twitter and Facebook was about 30% cost difference in terms of the uh, the CPA or the cost per acquisition. Do you think that the quality of the lead is equal or better or lower? Uh, well, it's it's the same. It's the same. I didn't I didn't yeah. see a difference. I mean, it's you, you know, it, it's all just advertising to people. Sure. Yeah, you know? I'm just curious. I mean, the thing about Twitter that I think very interesting is for a period of time it was lull and it's kind of having surging back and it's definitely in the media space. It's a definitely a surge mm. in the media space. Uh, I was just talking to a, a a PR person out of New York and uh, for me and talking to her about some possibilities and she's like the first thing she asked is like what's my Twitter following and what you understand is I started on Twitter at like the first month it was out but at the time it was like I don't get this thing you know what I mean and (laughs) so I have like 5,000 followers that's nothing right when she's like oh that's all you have and I kind of feel like I'm embarrassed. Like, oh, I have been on this thing for like 10 years. I only have my yeah. followers. <laughs> but I haven't been focusing on it. 
You know, I yeah. haven't been focusing on it. So it's in it, the media. They literally she basically said that if you have a high Twitter following, mm-hmm. um, you want to get on any kind of TV or, or page or media like that. They they ask you. It's like you got your bio, you got your book. What are you good at? And then, by the way, what's your Twitter following? Which is super wow. weird to me. Um, but that but what they find the TV stations, they find that the the you're going to tweet about it. Like, hey, I'm going to be on Fox News. And then they're going to get eyeballs, right? Because you're on it. Therefore, that's going to help their advertising numbers, right? So um, I find that really interesting. So I'm going to ask you a question about pay advertising. Have you done anything on LinkedIn? Uh, no, no, I have not okay. done anything on LinkedIn. I'm actually expanding to other yeah. platforms right now, but LinkedIn LinkedIn isn't one of them, not on my radar just yet. I've heard they just have some quality leads there. Um, and I'm curious, yeah. you can just come, you can do some testing, come back and, and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this I is, might do. Yeah, this has been really helpful. I just wanted to, you know, just tell you that the progress marketing, keep go check it out. So what are you doing now and how can people, um, like obviously they go to keepcallmarketing.com to find you but mm-hmm. if they're listening to this going wow this guy is like a smart Brit smart yeah. Brit order um, that they may want to work with you or I don't know partner with you or have a conversation with you can they do that can they raise their hand and do that and where can they do that yeah, absolutely. Well, if you just go to the website, uh, keepcarmarketing.com, yeah. uh, you'll find uh, in the little sidebar there, there's, there's a little uh, banner ad that you can click on or any of my articles that are on there, you can go in there and there'll be a call to action to, to go ahead and, and talk to me. So it's just on the website. You'll definitely find it on keepcarmarketing.com and you just fill out a little form, a couple of pieces of information, and then I ask a little more about you so I can get to know about your business and then we can hop on a call and kind of discuss uh, where you want to go with all this. Love it. So go check it out at keepcallmarketing.com. This is Peter Visser. Am I saying that right? Yes, Visser? absolutely. Yeah. Or is it Visser? Like a- well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's Visser, but you know. Yeah, my, my wife's American, so she says Visser, you know. Oh, okay. She is American. Okay, I'm <laughs> yes. Texan, so it's not Peter Visser. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like it. Peter Visser. Um, Elda. Okay, so I apologize for keep saying order. I love that. So you know, thank you. Thank you so much for all this value. You've given no so you. much. I have two pages of notes. Thank you so much for this. I'll wrap it up. It's been an amazing, long conversation. So go check out Peter Visser at keepcallmarketing.com. Okay, thank you so much, Heather. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text SEXY to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Text SEXY to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments. Interview requests. Email media at sexybossinc.com or leave a private voicemail 
51 boss is me again the number is 512-677-4763 check out all of heather's sites heatherhavenwood.com sexybossinc.com e2lab.com datingtriggers.com this is a sexy boss rap this podcast is a copyright of havenwood worldwide llc